electronic walkabout. No one should have to walk through life alone. We share our good times, bad times, and the best of times. Everyone needs a little direction now and again. Let TC and Wilkie show you the way. A podcast where we talk about the important things in life. Come journey with us. Electronic Walkabout. Hello, this is your host, TC, and together with Wilkie, we welcome you to this episode of We Walkabout, a podcast where we talk about the important things in life. This episode is for those looking to be better communicators. We talk about what prevents us from strong communication and how to overcome this. So how are you doing today, Wilkie? TC, I'm doing fine, my man. I'm doing fine. How are you? Uh, up and down like a yo-yo, but mostly up, right? So, yeah. but uh, communication, pretty important, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it is. It, it's, uh, it's very important. And we're not even going to talk about nonverbal communication because that is that is important, but more more the uh, the spoken word. We can talk about the written word a little bit, but let's just kind of focus on that that spoken word. Mm-hmm. So when we think about it, though, but what is that that that's what are the things that are really stopping us from being effective communicators in life? Because we know we know how important that is. And let's right. just, let's talk about a few of those and how we can kind of overcome those things, right? So when I say ten percent, does that mean anything to you at all? Yeah, like the ten percent factor is big with me because I'm bad for it. I'm one of the ones who I listen to respond, right? So I'm not hearing everything you say or the person I'm talking to says, whether it's a good response they're giving or a response I don't like, I'm listening to respond to them thinking they want to know what I'm, what I have to say right away. And I'm not getting the full gist of their conversation to me at all. I'm terrible for that. So, and just to be clear, when we talk about listening to respond, what we're really talking about is the fact that we're we're not being very good listeners. We're not listening to what's yeah. being said to us. Exactly. So we can effectively communicate back, right? Exactly. Like right there, when you were asking that question, I was thinking of ways to respond to it. So you were you were <laughs> yeah. it's it's a it's a bad habit that I have. I'm always listening to respond, which isn't the best form of communication. Well, there's no question it's a bad habit, but it's, yeah. a, it's a natural habit for everybody to but to be alive to right. and to be alive to because really to engage someone properly, you have to really listen to what they're saying to you. You do. Yeah. You do. And I'm working on that a lot. I'm sure you have some examples. Of- oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the biggest the biggest thing from my perspective, and I did, I wasn't aware of that, the listening to respond, I don't know what you call it, a... Um, a mode or or right. just whatever it is. But yeah. when I began to, to lecture and I was in front of a group of individuals, that listening to respond really comes to life. And what it what it forces you to do when you're engaging a group, it's still communication. But what it forces you to do is to repeat yourself maybe right. more than once. Exactly. Um, asking questions to make sure that there's a clear understanding that they truly are hearing what you're communicating mm. and 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 it's and it's no different than a one-on-one situation because getting back to that listening respond it happens on one-on-one it happens on a group level so if we're aware of that 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 dynamic is occurring then that in itself will allow us to be better communicators exactly like we're you and i were talking about it before we started taping about when we are introduced to somebody, when I'm shaking somebody's hand, they introduce me as Jim. I, 
Jim, nice to meet you. I, I make a habit of saying their name because otherwise I'm I'm going to forget it. And so I'm listening to respond, but I'm also correcting that action by saying, Jim, nice to meet you, to make sure I do not forget their, their name. So you think about that for a second. Happening on a daily basis, you're always meeting new people, and the moment they're introduced, you forget their names. Exactly. You forget their names. Exactly. And the most embarrassing thing, because they, yeah. you, you should know, but you forget, right? Yeah. So, so your tact is to just... My my habit for me, if to have this as effective communication is, Jim, nice to meet you. After he tells me, hey, my name's Jim. So you repeat the name. Yeah. In my case, I might say, uh, um, I'm sorry, what was your name again? So I might yeah. ask them to repeat the name. Exactly. And, yeah. and it has the same effect. Yeah. But that in itself, I, is, as far as I'm concerned, it does a couple of things. First of all, you now know who they are by name. Exactly. And you feel a little bit more comfortable with that, which yeah. you, which in itself facilitates good communication. Yeah. And then and then secondly, it from at least from that individual's perspective, it it it, it should send the message that they they're interested in listening to what they have to say to you kind of thing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So something as simple as that that listening to respond is a natural roadblock to effective communication and we have to be alive to it. Yeah. Okay. Does that sound fair? Oh, I agree 100%. Yeah. What else? Self-confidence. Where do we get that self-confidence to be effective communicators? Because really, the ability to communicate starts at birth. It's our environment. And then as we go to school, we're faced with more and more uh, environments where communication becomes more and more important right. as we kind of continue on school and on to our jobs, right? So... I'm I'm just wondering if you were to kind of if you were to think about this for just a second, Wilkie the ten year old compared to Wilkie the adult, where where in between is that self confidence, and where do you think that you started gaining that confidence, or was there an example or two going through school that that kind of got you there? That's correct. I I think I I think I gained my my self confidence and communication throughout high school, right? You you get picked up for book reports and stuff like this. You know, you have to show and tell. But one key moment in high school for me was drama class, which is real great for helping your self-confidence and communication. But my drama teacher asked me to do uh, a skit for the open house, right? For the new students coming in the next year, Abbey Arts Center, 1,200 people. And I had to do, I did a skit. Uh, I was Charlie Brown pining over the little redhead girl. And I had to do that skit. And one thing that helped my communication with that was I was sitting on a bench and I was supposed to pretend to eat a peanut butter sandwich, but I didn't. I brought a peanut butter sandwich. And so I took a bite of it and something happened. It wasn't supposed to happen, but I went with it and I got a big laugh from the crowd. So I nailed the skid right after the rest of the skid was easy for me. And that, that helped. <laughs> I, it's sort of like improv. Yeah, Improv's yeah. A, lot, um, a lot easier, right? But yeah, so that helped me with that. And then just going through life being, you know, I've been a leader at work a lot, a leader with my son. Uh, you gain self-confidence throughout your years. And I'll continue to keep learning to gain self-confidence, right? It, it's never perfect. 
So just just by taking advantage of opportunities, you're just going to get better and better. Yeah. And and then it's kind of funny when I say this, but it's true. Life is really Im improv, is it not? Because yeah. you're cast in those situations where the words are starting to come at you. Right. The words come at you, and the expectation is you're going to respond. Exactly. And the, the more opportunities that you have, and obviously in your case, you're a bit of a method actor and you have that peanut butter sandwich with you. Yeah. But you don't always have an opportunity to have that peanut butter sandwich right. with you when you're right, exactly. When, when you're responding. So it's it's important to understand that that it's gonna happen on a daily basis. And and so don't be afraid of that. No, exactly. Exactly. You build yourself confidence in communication every day. Right. It's it's an ever-evolving test ever-evolving tests okay yeah. so ever-evolving tests where you you should get better and better and there's going to be days where maybe the words don't come out as well as they should right. or you're holding back because it might even be a, a stressful situation for yes, you. yes for sure and when you talk about stressful situations there could be a number of factors that that could be causing that stress it could be a, a conversation you need to have with your boss it could be yeah. a conversation you need to have with your partner and they're they're awkward because they're uncomfortable right but the more we deal with those uncomfortable i'll just call them topics that we need to talk about mm -hmm. if there's a little bit of friction in a relationship whether it be a working relationship or a personal relationship the best thing to do is communicate how you're feeling about that and that's that should set the stage to make make that that or those relationships better oh exactly yeah like those stressful uncomfortable conversations are tough like i have i've had a few over the last few years with my written communication uh i'll get an email from somebody outside the office and not too flattering to my department so without thinking i just send a response and then i get the boss in my office and even at the new place already, <laughs> just saying, hey, listen, just take a step back when you get an email, don't react, right? My written communication is very reactionary. And you just got to take a step back and calm down and then respond. So what we're really talking about is that the whole 24-hour uh, rule, but I, but I will tell you this, the 24-second rule, sometimes so gratifying, <laughs> so gratifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might come back to bite you, but every once in a while, that 24 second, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just realize that you're you're really setting the stage, let's say, for a different conversation to happen exactly. at that point, right? Yeah. So yeah. That might be, yeah. shall I say, uh, a lot stressful. The more That's the thing. Nobody... Nobody wants those uncomfortable conversations with the boss, partner, child, sibling, whatever. You don't want to have those. Those those aren't the greatest, but they do help you in the long run. So they help you persevere. They help you persevere. And if and if truly what helps, if if you and I don't mean a personal relationship, but but if you care about that that person's success, then and if, if that's the way you phrase it and say, Hey, look, you know, I've got a couple of things that I want to talk to you about. And it's because I care about where you're going with your career. And I'm just going to give you some some thoughts. I'm going to share some stuff with you that that you can take uh, at face value. And if you want to um, jump all over those words and take some action, they're there for you. If you don't, that's fine too. Don't. But in any event, 
you're, you're, you're demonstrating to the individual that you, that you're respecting them. You care about them, their, their development and their path, their career path. Right? So, and if yeah. you're able to do that in a, in a caring, effective way, that'll make a difference. Exactly. And, and again, what happens is I'll, I'll just say two things happen again, because <laughs> what happens now is if that individual does have a problem, they realize that it's okay. You can come and talk to me about it, and they feel comfortable doing that. And that is that is Correct. so important, yeah. right? So that's very important. That's very important because when we talk about that stressful, uncomfortable conversation, we want to take that out of the picture as much as possible, right? So, mm -hmm. and the other thing, what it does is it demonstrates that individual, if they were in that that manager's position, how important communication is exactly in in the office, right? So. Yeah, you need to be able to to have those better responses than you know, and and you can't you can't let that stuff stew. Exactly. I mean, those those problems actually they have a they have a shelf life right. where they can be addressed. Yeah, if they're not addressed with let's say that shelf life, all they do is they they get put get back in the back. We're we're going to talk about this as far as preventing a yeah. effective communication. Yeah. And then somehow motion takes over. Exactly. And you just, you know, it's it's just not healthy at that point either. Right. right. So that's right. Yeah. For sure. Hundred percent. Environments. Funny, funny things, right? Yeah. We our home environments, we have our work environments, we have our play environments, we whatever it is. But that in itself, if we're tapped on the shoulder and say, Hey, look, I, I need you to explain this or speak to a few people. That's challenging at times too, yeah. but I mean, from your experience, how how does that work? Let's say in a in a coaching environment. Well, you you know this as well because we coached together for a few years. Like for the last ten years, the environment me up, my confidence level was at a high when I was a head coach of the football team. I felt like when I had the team gathered with our end of the day speech or end of the game speech, they were engaged. They took what I had to say and used it for the next game, the next day, or whatever. Um, my self-confidence in that was just skyrocketed. And I think you knew that, too, by watching, well, working with uh, with me. Uh, it was, I felt I could communicate the directive I needed to communicate with the football team better than I have in my normal life, regular life, I guess you'd say. So that, so that self, just being in that environment, that no doubt, and I'm I'm pretty comfortable in when I say this, that had an influence on your ability to communicate in other environments as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw you a bit of a monkey wrench right now, but you, you know you're going to know exactly where I'm going when I when I say this. But you remember that that game a few years back? It was a championship game. We had a perfect season. Yeah. And the one game we lost. Yeah. Was the championship game. Yeah. And then after that championship game, you know, you have to go into that change room and you have to speak to that team. And where did you find the words to communicate or where did you, because that wasn't easy, right? So, no, it was, that was hard. And the reason was hard for me to communicate the, the end of the game speech in the locker room there. And you, as you know, it took me a while to compose myself. But I was I was sad, but I wasn't sad for me. I was sad for the kids. I was sad for the boys and girls on our football team who were sitting there crying after just dominating a, a league. And then they're in there crying. They're 
they don't know what to do and so eventually I figured it out as you know I had to get our other co one of our other coaches to talk for me for a bit and then finally I just said screw it let's do it and then I love you guys very much don't worry what a great season we had a great year don't let this loss define you blah 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 cliche 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 yeah. but I think they got a lot out of that and what happened was most of them who moved up with me came back instead of going to the high school right away they had unfinished business so and just to be clear very very tough situation but your ability to communicate and let's say settle that team yeah actually promoted better relationships with those players I from a coaching so. perspective i think so yeah. i think we we earned uh, each other's respect me and the players and I don't know, we've talked about it before, where those players, even today, they, they either refer to you by coach or they come up and have a conversation yeah. because of that impact. Yeah. And there's no doubt that that, that uh, those words that you chose on that particular day in that particular situation is something that uh, some of them will never forget. And, and I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really do. I hope so. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's, that's, those are, you know, when we talk about being an effective communicator and knowing that the environment kind of influences that, we have to be alive to that too. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, this is a funny one because the, the ability to choose the right words at the right time, I think mostly comes with experience, but there's a lot of times where you're kind of doing the verbal judo and... Let's let's say you're not as equipped as as your opponent. Right. Okay. And kind of like that that life is an improv that we've already talked about. <laughs> but the expectation is that that you're gonna have some kind of retort, you're gonna have some kind of response, but the words just aren't they're not yeah. happening at this point, right? So uh <laughs> the ability to choose the right words is tough for me. It goes back to our one episode we did about sarcasm. Yeah, because that's usually what comes out of my mouth. Um, but you know, you know your environment. You know what you need to say, when to say it. The ability to choose the right words, unless you're very emotion emotional. I'm pretty sure, like I can figure it out, right? And you can figure it out. It's just tough sometimes. It's but, tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you you read the room, really, and try and find the. Try and find the words. Wow, that you know what? That's that's perfect. Read the room, like and it, it again, it gives it kind of a different different twist to know your audience because it's right. different. Exactly. You're reading the room, yeah. getting and and when we talk about that ten percent or uh, listening to respond situation, it's it's really that ability to read that nonverbal, reading the room, which will allow you to effectively at that point communicate back. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell if if I'm trying to explain something to you and you've got that deer in the headlights look. Yeah. I'm not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> exactly. I'm not doing a very good job of it. <laughs> yeah. I might have to try it from a different angle. And th and that's the other thing too, because it's not always the, you know, listening to respond thing. Right. It's just that I haven't done a good job of, of communicating. And so I might have to take it, like I say, a different tack. And then all of a sudden you can you can again you can tell when the light bulbs go on. Yeah. Or they're kind of like starting to go <laughs> on, <laughs> like they're kind of blinking a bit, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But that's that's so so important, right? By by reading the room and being again alive. I'm going to use the word alive because you have to you have to be a very good listener mm -hmm. in order to be a a very good communicator. Right. So whatever you're saying is it's it's got to be on par with what the conversation right. is, right? Yeah. So, but 
reading the room, right? <laughs> Operating on emotion rather than clear thought. Now, I, I would think, and I'm only guessing, and you can tell me what you think about this as well, but our go-to is emotion when it comes to responding to anything. I think so. That's just natural. It's human nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does it help us? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Not at all. I, you know, you have those, you have those emotional conversations where you try and avoid, like I try and avoid them because I don't want to say the wrong thing, say something hurtful, right? I don't want to say something inappropriate to my boss, my coworker, or my spouse, my friends, right? It's tough when you have those emotional, you're running on emotion and you're trying to communicate because you know what's coming out of your mouth is going to be hurtful. And it's it's just I try and say okay let's just take a break from this and we'll regroup again later because I've had those <laughs> in the last few years those emotional conversations they never went well right and a little while ago I had one with my son and we both blew up on each other and it was quite a emotional conversation and we we're both saying things we we didn't want to say after we got we got over it and we apologized and we both said okay we got our things off our chest but it wasn't a fun conversation it wasn't a good starting point no i i think when emotion takes charge of that communication because it's 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 no longer you being an effective communicator there's only one thing that happens and it's called regret you're red ross red ross <laughs> it's a scene from friends oh. <laughs> well do share Oh, he just gets all red, he gets all angry, and he just doesn't, he doesn't know what to say. Yeah. He doesn't know anything, and he's just, Red Ross! <laughs> he gets so angry. Red Ross and regret. Red Ross and regret. There you go. How do we avoid being that Red Ross and regret when yeah. it comes to communication, right? Like I told you before, I've, I'm starting to read book a lot more books on this sort of stuff. I'm not sort of, I don't read really for for fun anymore there's the uh, i'll still read music biographies and stuff yeah but i have been just the last few years picking going to that self-care section and chapters and i'll look on books on communication i i told you before today uh i just finished or how to win friends and influence people i just finished that i'm reading atomic habits now i was read essentialism a little while ago how to be happy which helps with your communication just books like that to help me, like I'll take little snippets to help me, especially the how to win friends and influence people. You, you just learn how to rephrase certain things that you would have said before that were so negative and turn them into a positive. So, you know, turn things into a positive. And I'm just going to say, so how to win friends and influence people written by Dale Carnegie. And what did you mention? The first publication of that book was 19... 19- I think it was around 1937. 1937, and so we're 2023, and those words yeah. more than hold water today. Oh, they do. What I thought, I thought it was a fantastic book, and it's just a little tiny, little tiny book, but it, I thought it was great. I, I think it's ironic that even um, back in 1937, they understood that communication or effective communication was so important, and even back then. And that's back when people didn't have feelings. <laughs> In a world of people with too many feelings, yeah. now. they weren't allowed to show their feelings. Right. And yeah. So they learned how to, and you know, I'm just guessing at 1937, but I know it was in that timeline. Yeah. Yeah. But just the way that he said, okay, well, 
when you're doing this and you, you you know you have something negative to say to this person well word it this way so you have all these positives and then just kindly work in their flaw and just say hey maybe you should try this and it all works out and people leave the room happier they're not they're not browbeaten right their flaw or their area where that where they need improvement where they're already doing well exactly yes exactly okay. so I'm, I'm doing stuff like that like that's that's what i'm doing to help me be a better communicator because i know i'm flawed so i want to fix it and just so you know we're all flawed and some of us are naturally better communicators than others and that's one of the one of the things that we already talked about with that whole 10 percent or listening to respond I've already said, be alive to the fact that that's going to happen. And if you are alive to it, then you can manage it. I'm not saying you can stop it because I think it's natural. Right. And you do have to be able to think about what your response is going to be, but you can't let it overtake. But you can't let that listening to respond overtake the communication because right. at that point, there is no communication. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Self-confidence is going to happen with experience when it comes to communication no different than public speaking which again is a form of communication but a much higher level a much much more stressful yeah okay yeah. so just know when we talk about it if there's an opportunity to communicate practice 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 know that stress is always going to be there yeah always always even in a, in a good, you can have good stress. It's just, there's always that little, I don't, I think we talked about it before, that little anxiety in you when you have to public speak or have to have this conversation or an uncomfortable conversation or whatever it is, it's always going to be, you just got to be patient, be present, and just don't let it overtake you. And and that, that ability to be patient in that moment mm -hmm. will get easier and easier. Yeah. Time and time again, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Sure. Each and we've talked about the changing environments. Just know that there will be changing environments, but think about each and every one of those environments as, as your home, and just learn to be comfortable. Yeah. If you're comfortable, think about it. If you're sitting at home on the couch, it's a lot easier to have a conversation than if you're standing up on a stage, right? <laughs> there's there's quite a difference there. There's quite a difference. It could be it can be very nerve-wracking. Perhaps that's why they call them fireside chats when we're talking a bunch because it's more comfortable, it's easier to communicate, right? right. So yeah. if you think about uh, that place being your home and you're having a fireside chat with those groups that individual or that one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. it's it's much more relaxed, you're able to communicate much better, yeah. right? So yeah. The right words, they will come with time. <laughs> they will come with time yeah right so don't ever 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 let your emotions guide your communication which is easier said than done because we both know what's going to happen it it's going to it happens to everybody just take a deep breath and as those words are jumping out of your mouth you can't grab them back but you can somehow kind of repair the the damage that may have happened with those yeah. those words and, and in fact, if you're um, able to do that, that in itself will help you become a better communicator because you realize, I didn't handle that very well. The words I chose were, were they caused more damage than good. Yeah. So I need to, I need to actually think about this and, and, and fix this. And there's only one way to fix it, and that's through effective communication. Exactly. 
make sense? That makes 100% sense. Choose your words carefully. Choose your words carefully. Because yeah. it'll come back to haunt you, believe me, right? Yeah. So, well, Wilkie, um, thanks for sharing your thoughts tonight. Really appreciate that. Yeah, thank you for another night. Another night. Well, there's that music again, just telling us that this episode has come to an end. And quite frankly, not always happy to hear that music, but it is what it is. But think about what we shared tonight and, and take the time to hone your communication skills and take advantage of every opportunity you can to do that. Communication is one of the most important things in our day-to-day lives. It sets us up for success in both our professional and personal relationships. With strong communication, it builds confidence and similar to everything else, it comes with practice and hard work. Remember, we were never meant to walk alone.